0: Welcome back welcome back man we're always welcoming people back we got our first like big timer on the show today you're our first big timer <laughs> our first big timer so uh we're episode 25 of honest dish with a side of hot sauce yep and we're here in lovely traverse
1: city michigan
0: we are not in california but who's in california miss jen carrasco how you doing tonight jen
2: good good thanks for having me you guys
0: absolutely so jen is like a badass i'll call her a badass bitch are you okay with that like you're a badass Um, I've been following you for probably a month, and from what I've seen, you fit the show very well. So, are you following from like a van or like like virtual, down by the river, like just <laughs>
1: cre- creeping slowly around? Yes,
0: like-, like no windows. I got my little cut out there, yeah, baby. Yeah, all right. So, um, I think I saw you on Clubhouse, which. Clubhouse Jeff was talking shit about Clubhouse. I'm on like, Clubhouse. Now he's on Clubhouse. No,
1: I said I'd like to be invited. You invited me, and I cannot get out of the philosophy and physics one. It's just mind-bending. Yeah.
0: Learning. Super excited about Clubhouse. It's so,
2: like it, it's called Crack House. That's what it's called.
0: Because you guys literally, like yourself, you ah, you a spend lot. a lot of time on there, right?
2: Yeah, but we've figured out little tricks and hacks. And Tony Watley, if you follow Tony Watley, he was on there telling us that he literally just stays on there, even when he's doing random shit, just so he gets followers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. So I'm going to go down. Jen's like, give her a bio. Yeah. I'm going to explain why she's a badass. So she's a mindset, beauty and fitness coach. She is one of the founding RTA syndicate members, which is the group I'm in. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. She owns a bulldog. I own a bulldog too. Kudos. What's your bulldog's name?
2: Duke Diggler, the male gigolo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, she is a coach for Apex. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. She's an IFBB pro bodybuilder. Awesome again. I did a bodybuilding show back in the day. Definitely know what that entails. She owns an electrical company. Um, has a YouTube channel, Jen Carrasco. A skincare line called V Skincare Line. Has a podcast called "WTF Is Beauty Anyway"? Has a newsletter. Is a straight-up badass. She's not afraid to give the middle finger and tell people how it is. And she had the munchies yesterday. I figured that out.
2: Oh yeah, I did.
0: Did you like? I didn't see the rest of that video. So like, what were you? What were you talking about there?
2: Explanation. So I'm doing a six-week reboot metabolism program for a bunch of girls. And a lot of girls, we get the munchies, right? Or chips, like we want chips or anything like that. So what I did is I taught them, you take a bag of broccoli and the carrots, you know, just from the grocery aisle, you throw it in your air fryer, you get it to where it's super, super crispy and you put sea salt on it. And it's like eating chips.
1: You wow. said broccoli. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you done kale chips good. before?
2: I have. Yeah. yeah. They're nice. I like broccoli better though. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The air fryer is a magical machine.
2: It is we, magical. It's it's
1: like I used to too. have a food dehydrator which if you wanted yeah. a broccoli chip you could wait 8 hours and you would get a broccoli chip and we use the air fryer now and it's it's you're not just putting wings in there. There's
2: the only thing I can say is that when you do do the broccoli in the air fryer in the house, it makes your house smell like ass?
0: Oh, well, that's. Well, there's a lot of that it, in my house anyway. I, I can relate to, I'm sure you can relate to that because doing a bodybuilding show, you eat a lot oh, of broccoli. Yeah. Lot yeah, of broccoli. A lot of broccoli. I, okay. I cannot tell you how many times at my office when I was making food six times a day, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Nick, you reek. Like, no, man, it's the food. Like, just chill. Yeah. Yeah. But you was, might have reeked too. Like, you don't, you I can't mean, smell yourself.
1: It like, it could have happened.
2: Tapia and broccoli for every freaking oh, yeah. meal. It's it
0: like out your, tilapia. Oh, my God. It comes out your pores. I
2: can't touch that shit again. Honestly. I
0: can't either. And you know what? Like, that was something that was so, like, just thrown down your throat. Like, you have to eat it. That's the cleanest fish. But it's so bad it's for us. Like, fish. yeah, it's yeah. the dirtiest fish. It's like, what the? F- it's yeah. like the catfish of
1: the ocean.
2: I almost feel like doing a bodybuilding show, it's like they make you eat these foods just to f- with you. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, because let's feed them the bottom of the, the barrel. You knew, but yeah. they're like, oh, no, you have to follow this program. You have to eat tilapia for like yep. weeks.
0: Yep. Yep. I had a buddy who did a show with me and he started a little late, uh, was a little leaner than I was to start, but he, to catch up, he had tilapia. Oh, I think in broccoli, like no carbs for two weeks straight, like every meal, tilapia and broccoli for every meal for two weeks. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you do. I have some funny ass bodybuilding stories. how much
2: did he pay his coach to give him that diet? right, right.
0: (laughs) right, right. Uh, The internet now though, wouldn't
1: you just look it up and then be like no Fine, i mean you're,
0: everyone's body is so different yeah. like you have to really get dialed into your body type and everyone's sensitive to certain things and people yeah. burn fats people burn uh carbs and it's there's no like cookie cutter thing where it's like i want to do a bodybuilding show and you're like what's the diet and then, and then boom i mean sure that might work for some people but like you're going to do a lot of trial and error you know so yeah, but that's, yeah.
1: that's your body in yeah. life anyway right you know, like you've been doing body work, whether it was skin or bodybuilding. And so we all have different skin. At my house, my daughters have very dark, complected skin. People are always like, are they part Puerto Rican or part Mexican? I'm like, and I look at myself, I'm like, no, I hope not. Maybe maybe they like, I did go out of town that one weekend, but um, they're teenage girls. And so skincare is very important. And what worked for me as a teenage boy is not necessarily going to work for them. And what works for for you as a woman is going to work differently for a man, you know. You had mentioned Nick had mentioned in your bio you've got a skincare line. You're doing some coaching. Um, I've never met you before, but you look on screen like you have really great skin. So, what's your secret?
2: So, I'm actually going to be 42 um, in June, and I'm going to be a grandma in April.
1: Congratulations. So, uh-
2: Thank you. I'm very excited. Super excited actually. We're going to have a girl. So I raised my son mm. as a mom for years, well, forever. But I got in the skincare industry 21 years ago. And I've been doing skincare for that long and I mean it was my passion and it's just like you said my my passion was getting those younger individuals in and actually seeing I mean their their faces it's almost like it just made them not want to present themselves in front of people. You know, they were ashamed. They were ashamed of themselves, ashamed of the way that they looked and to actually do treatments and to watch their progress and then to watch them cry because they're so happy that their skin is beautiful and they can go out. To me, that, that just was it. I mean, that, that was, that was my calling at that time.
1: Why was that a passion for you? Did you have like, bad skin when you were younger and have to deal with a lot of that stuff?
2: Not really. I had bad skin when I was pregnant, but not really. I've always been into skincare. I was almost like your Tom girl, tomboy, I should say, but I loved baseball, everything else, but I loved hair and makeup and skin and everything else like that. So for me, it was almost my driving factor. I just enjoyed it. And then when I got into it, And I got to see how I could change people. Mm -hmm. That was it for me. That's cool. And I realized what my purpose was.
0: Yeah. So I want to ask you, like, when did this like badass chick evolve? When did you figure out you want to be a coach? Have you always been that type of person? Have you, I mean, you just said that you were kind of like tomboyish, whatever, Was there a point where like you went through some adversity? I mean, sometimes we kind of blossom through like after adversity, right? Like we find our passion. Um, Was there a moment like that in your life? Like when did this person evolve?
2: Yeah. So I was always like that when I was a younger girl. My mom always teased that my son or my uh, brother was the girl and I was the boy in the house because I would be the one taking the underwear and throwing it all over you know, like the fans and everything else. And he was cooking. it. Right? <laughs> but, um, you know, my mom and I bucked heads when I was about 18 and I ended up getting married at age 19 into a really, you know, not healthy relationship. And so I really got beaten down, you know, not beaten physically, but definitely verbally. And you know, my voice wasn't spoken anymore. It, it was a hard time for me, and I had to learn that twice. So I actually had to go through two divorces in my life.
1: Cheers, that makes two of us.
0: He's been through yeah. three. I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's, yeah. We the hardest lessons we got to get whooped a couple different times yeah. to learn yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. I would say that in my second marriage. It came to a point that I just said, excuse my language, but you know, this, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I am tired of living like this and I'm not going to do it anymore. And it was actually a lot of people don't know what happened, but I was actually, I left him in October. I got accepted to the Arnold Australia in November and it was such a horrible breakup that everybody stopped speaking to me because he blamed everything on me at that point, which Mm -hmm. was fine. I knew it all come out in the end, but it was to the point that now I started focusing on the Arnold Australia to get ready for that. And I had literally nobody, nobody in my court. And three weeks before my show, I came down with shingles.
0: Oh. Oh, shit.
2: Yeah. But you know what? This is, I feel like when it hit me is because I came down with shingles. I literally had, Nobody to cry to. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't really care if I live at this point. Mm -hmm. This is a dream that I wanted to do, and I'm going to push through it. And I did it. And I competed at the Arnold Australia with full-blown freaking shingles. Wow.
0: That's so awesome.
2: Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm blessed that I did that because I met um, some great people in Australia and when I got home, it was almost like a reconnection with myself. And I traveled the world, not the whole world, but I mean, I traveled great places that I wanted to. I reconnected to who Jen was. And then that's when all this shit started happening for me. How old were you? Um, Gosh, this was five years ago.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay, Not that long.
1: So, I mean, but yeah. you definitely had an impactful thing. I mean, like hitting rock bottom is like the best for a lot of people because was my
2: second bankruptcy too. Yeah. Okay. People don't. Wow. Wow. Second second bankruptcy.
1: Good for you. Wow. Those, you can't dig yourself out of a hole that doesn't exist. So if if you don't, we don't learn to be resilient without those big challenges. I mean, that's the thing.
0: So after that is when you really like blossomed and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go take life by the balls and amen make something of myself right so i mean i'm curious how did you do in the arnold i mean it was a win cuz you did it how yeah. did how did you place
2: i actually placed 11th oh nice so i didn't do that bad yeah i, I mean if i could have come in leaner cuz i got the shingles in my midsection yeah so i was a little bit more swollen yeah so i could have came in leaner and um george Farah is is my coach okay. so i don't know if you know who george Farah is i do yep um, yeah and so he was there with me and everybody told me to, to give up not to do it you know even him and i still did it yeah. so
0: yeah i mean obviously you know but stress like it, it totally shuts your body off you can't you you can't it doesn't matter how your diet is or how much cardio you're doing you're not you know you're at like kaput right so yeah. good for yeah. you for doing that that's a cool ass story that's awesome that you did the arnold um, probably like you said, met a lot of cool people. So, uh, and you're married now, right? You have kids.
2: Not married. Not married. Uh, boyfriend. No, okay. I have a boyfriend. We're okay. pretty much almost married, but yeah, okay. I do. I have a 21 year old son and I'm going to be a grandma now. So
0: congratulations.
2: Thank you. Is just, he
1: scared or is he excited or probably a little. Oh, he's
2: really excited. Oh, okay. Actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I just being a young 20 year old man oh, having babies and freaking out and remembering yeah. like I gotta tell my parents I've knocked a girl up this is great like actually
2: it's funny I him and I kind of I feel like we grew up together sure you know what I mean
0: because yeah Cause you I were a younger me. mom yeah
2: so he's he's kind of like my best friend so we we talk a lot awesome yeah
0: I just had I'm 34 I just had my first child um, first one that I know of 10 months ago so okay. just had a daughter yeah
1: nice. crazy
0: uh actually yeah um my girlfriend katie she kind of has taken the role i mean she's breastfeeding right so she gets up you know with with our baby's name is lumen um i don't know if you've seen dexter have you seen are you a show watcher have you seen mm-hmm. dexter so that's where we got the name um that was uh, Julia Styles' name in one of the episodes later on in the, in the series. But, um, so she gets up with her, you know, but she's, she's sleeping. Like she wakes up at like 4 AM. That's it. She goes to bed at about nine, wakes up at four. Some, oh,
2: that's nice. Yeah.
0: Sometimes she's been a really good baby. Like she's been phenomenal. Um, she's starting to get teeth. Like she's got four teeth now, but, uh, you know, so some days she's crabby, but yeah, for the most part, like, she wakes up once, maybe twice, and uh, Katie loves getting up with her, so I'm kind of jealous, actually, and she's like, by all means, but um, yeah. I just like feeding her, you know what I mean? Like, that's a – I don't know if you breastfed or not, but, like, that that's just such a cool thing for, for women to experience, like, such a – connect. I, me when i feed her you know even from a bottle it's just just to see her like look up and you ever kind
1: of slip with the the man nipple once in a while i tried before like, <laughs> i think every father has done that by accident like i remember walking my first child i'd be you know holding the kid in one arm around the house like shirt off and you know the kid starts doing that pecking thing with their face and you're like Eh, this can't hurt real quick and then you're like, eh, it's a terrible idea, and then your your spouse walks in and you're like, Oh shit, I'm like this this was nothing you, you didn't think it was supposed to be. And yeah, yeah, you've done it it's okay <laughs> it, you, your son he'll figure it out. it's uh, well, congrats I'm sure being a grandma gets to bring back a lot of like the excitement of the little little kids yep. um I miss that almost. my youngest is eight, and so it's like I got a fourteen year old and I'm in the heart of teenage daughterism and uh we're best friends some moments. And then it's like, I'm just a stupid Mm -hmm. old creepy man. The other times that ask too many questions, but
2: yeah, I think with the boys, I know with my son, it was kind of that age. I think it was about 16, 16 to about 18 or 19 was the hard time.
1: Sure. But I mean, I think parenting and being a parent for us as well-rounded people helps It, it. Like, do you feel like that's helped mold you? So you had kids Prior to your last marriage, so obviously your 21-year-old was like 16, but do you think – how do you think that impacted kind of that decision-making for you, um, the fact that you were a mother and being able to kind of get out of a situation you didn't want to be in? How did that How did that interplay? Yeah.
2: So I actually had stepkids. So um, our marriage at the time – so I was married for 10 mm-hmm. years actually, but we lived kind of separately. So it was him and his kids – me and my son, but I actually raised his kids. So my stepson I raised since he was in second grade and he's in the military now and we're still really close. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, and I'm still really close with my stepdaughter as well. So I've always kept that relationship. I feel that's very, very important. So to me, stepping into that marriage, um, you know, I took them on like my own and I, you know, I raised him as best as I could. And, you know, even my stepson today will say that, you know, I was the best mom that he had, which makes me feel great. Awesome. Um, but let me tell you, he was the biggest shit out of everybody. He was the one that I wanted to chop his head off
1: half the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you come from like a traditional household then? What was your yeah. childhood like?
2: Yeah. So, and then I'm sure, I'm sure you're the same as well, you know, right. We don't have the greatest upbringing. My mom was married twice, so we don't learn. I think what, what a positive relationship is or what, what we need out of a positive relationship. Right.
1: Well, we're in that I'm, I'm 38 and you said you're pushing 42 or something like that. And you know, we're eight children of the eighties, right? Like Your parents could have had a solid quote unquote marriage, but the only thing I saw was dad went to work, mom did her own thing. Like you didn't have, there was no introspective like gaining of like how people navigate problems or how they saw, there's either yelling or they go behind closed doors. And, And I would say my childhood was fine. There was no issues, but like I had no relationship modeling other than it's like, Everything's always good, and it's like everything fine. everything's fine basically is a cover-up for everything's really much boiling under and nobody has to deal with things, but that's the 80s parenting model, and so now we have a more, I don't know, not to use the word progressive, but just more inclusive of like, oh, hey, kids have feelings, adults have feelings, and we have to kind of navigate all this, and then when you have stepkids and new husbands and new wives, there's there's a lot more murkier water, and so- yeah. Well, good for you for getting through it because it's not easy and you'll,
0: you'll see it some, when you're on wife number three, bud, you'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I can definitely relate with you on that time in your life because I'm kind of at that time in my life where, like I said, I'm 34. Uh, I know you, I think you know that I, I work for Mike Claudio, so I just started coaching people myself January 1st. Um, just got my first client the other day. So that's a huge Congratulations. win. Congratulations.
1: We should blow the air horn. We're, so we do first this. client is a success. What'd you do to, su- yeah, there you go.
0: What'd you do to celebrate? Um, I, nothing. I mean,
2: you <laughs> went home and went to bed at nine o'clock.
0: Yeah. Fine. I just, you got to give yourself I, a high five at some point. No, I did. I mean, I'm focused. I'm staying focused. Like, I like to celebrate. Obviously, celebrating the wins is important um but i've got a you know direction that i'm going i've got a goal in mind and i just i'm super excited like i know this guy is a friend of mine um perfect first client ever so that's just god's will right yeah this year like it all started i don't want to get dive in too much on myself you and i can connect off of this a little bit and i can dive in a little bit more but like yeah, I can, I, I can relate with you on that fire because this year it all started with my daughter being born. And then I took over my dad's company, uh, asphalt company, seven years ago and uh, because my dad came down with Parkinson's disease. And um, just this year we had to merge with another business. And then um, that situation kind of like didn't dissolve, but like that situation ended and I was left... Shit! Like, what am I gonna do with my life now? I was in such a complacency mindset in my dad's company because I thought I made it. Shit! It started when I was like twenty-seven, so I was young and making good money, and like it was—it's a—it's a blessing in disguise that everything happened the way it did. But I was able to come across Mike and start coaching and find my passion, and I'm like so happy that that'll happen because I could not be more, feel more blessed right now with where I'm at and the opportunities I have. So like feeling that is so cool. So I can, again, just resonate. So so Jen, you're a You mentioned you're a coach. What is your kind of focus
1: with your coach? Like where, tell us about your coaching, your either your style or the kind of clients, or just what's your piece of that? Yeah.
0: Tell us about apex.
2: Yeah. So um, I actually do all sorts of coaching, which is, Pretty funny, but it's I, I kind of feel like I have a niche for everything. Actually, I know how to really grow businesses, so I have the electrical contracting company as well with uh, Kevin, and we do a lot of EOS, which is um, entrepreneur operating system, which is uh, like, off of traction. So like grip right?
1: grip traction. Very familiar mm-hmm. with it. Yeah.
2: Yep. And yep. so we've actually done that from the ground up. And so I am highly, highly knowledgeable about that. We've even hired like a personal coach to come in and do all of that. So for super me,
0: effective, by the way. So effective. Super effective. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And so I, I kind of have that niche with growing businesses and helping people with that aspect, getting processes and procedures. I always say I'm the processes and procedure girl. I can make you own your shit. Like we design that. But I also am really good with coaching people. To lose weight, mindset. Um, it's just I. Social media. I mean, it's. I've kind of grasped myself around every single aspect of it. He gave me the dirty look is, for social media.
0: I was like, I,
1: I, I, don't want social media.
0: I. I just want to say, and and I've had to have we're it. breaking. We're breaking <laughs> topic for a second, but my co-host here, he he just downloaded the Facebook app because he was so not wanting to do that and he just doesn't see the value in social media and no
1: i see value i just also see value in like there's pieces of it that uh, from more of my eastern philosophy that i just don't want to share with people and that's okay and he hates
0: the word level up so i I say it a lot
1: (laughs) i prefer more like self-improvement why don't you just use
2: my word it's called own your own shit
0: own your own shit all right own your own shit i just called
1: it's an accountability i mean it's like when i talk to the kids it's like hey be accountable and like it's like raising teenagers is the funniest thing because they are the least accountable people and so our job is to model accountability because i if you knew me or my friends all know i own my own shit because i wear all my problems on my sleeve i will be like the first person to throw up like oh and then i did this 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 and this and this and they're all like holy crap you don't need to tell people that it's like no, much easier to get it out of the way. But um, you said you work with EOS. So are you a, like a certified EOS facilitator then?
2: No, I'm not. Actually, okay. I think that is going to be my next step. So I'm not, I'm not done yet. We're going to keep going.
1: No, I was introduced <laughs> to EOS. She's still leveling up. Like Jeff. two years ago, um, a, a gentleman that I've known for a while was a commercial contractor. After his time in the Marine Corps, he was a contractor and then left. Like they had a... A pretty successful business. I mean, they were um probably pushing thirty million a year in sales, which is a pretty good size company. And he 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 and his partner, they bought each other out and he went off and is a EOS coach. And it yeah. seems uh, the process procedures, the mentality of kind of like, you know, your business can run you or you can run your business, and it's yeah. pretty common. Um, I guess with that, did you ever find yourself run being ran by your business or businesses and then what yeah. was the catalyst to wake up from that?
2: Yeah, so um with building my skincare businesses, it definitely was like that. And you know, I was young. I was 24 when I jumped into it. I bought my first gosh, million dollar business at age 24 and um I just jumped Right in, didn't know a damn thing about it. And literally, what, seven years later when 2008 hit, I ended up having to go bankrupt. So for me, I mean, it was a hard lesson, but I'm blessed that I got that lesson because it's taught me so much more to implement into all of the businesses going forward. And it's even with EOS, I love EOS, but the one thing it does not coach people on is about your end game. And it doesn't coach people on about building that bridge to get you to actually where you want to be at the end of it, right? Because it teaches you a great strategy, but
0: people and accountability need accountability to too.
2: Yeah, people need to know what is your outcome of this. You know, why are you creating this? What is your future about? Is it a you want to travel? Is it b you just want to own a business? Or do you want to make a certain amount of money? And it's people need to understand the grasp around all of that. And so I think there's a lot of different implementations that are out there that can help people. But traction definitely will help you to get on the
1: right track. My end game is like 70 to 80 cult followers, mass suicide at the end, like (laughs) solid plan. (laughs) But that's what we're doing here. We're building the following. Right. We all just got to drink the Kool-Aid together. <laughs> so you've got a lot of perspective. <laughs> <That's my mother. laughs> you've got a lot of perspective from the years. I guess you were young when you kind of got started in life. Like, I think it's, I, I understand yeah. that. But if you could go back in time and, and go tell whether it was 16 or 18 year old Jen, what, what would be that advice?
2: Probably more business and, um, business and relationship advice. I would have never probably gotten into my second marriage at all, even though I'm blessed with my relationships with my, my stepchildren and my business could have been running extremely successful by now. Mm-hmm. I mean, just probably been blown out of the water if I knew what I knew back then with certain things.
0: Amen. I would have partied a lot less. I would I have got a degree in physics. It would have been so much fun.
1: You what, Jen? So
2: what did you do with your degree in physics?
1: Build bombs? I don't know. Like it's just I, I've always found that that is the basics for understanding the universe. So when I was younger, I was very heavy into math and science, and I, I had a very high aptitude with physics, and I loved it. And then I got to college, and it was like, oh, I'm here to meet Chicks and Party. And so then it was like, what do you do after that? You go to the business school because that's like the next closest thing to something that deals with math. So, yeah, I'd probably say like, hey, stay off the sauce. Like, Were
0: you going to say you weren't a big partier?
2: No, never. Really?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No. Gosh. I had my son when I was 21.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. So You're, yep. right that's true. And, Sure.
2: Um, no, but I've never been. You didn't miss much. Yeah, I've uh, never been.
0: I'm just – like I thrive in social settings. I need that to like. I don't know. That's kind of like my reset. That's, you know, you're an extrovert. That's how fully extra, extroverted. I mean, I. Recharge. I need that recharge. So, we talked about your coaching. Um, are you training people like through nu- nutrition and like? Do you have any like bodybuilding clients right now? Are you fully like involved in that world too, or?
2: Actually, I'm doing a metabolic or it's called a six week reboot, which is like a metabolism reboot. And I am putting this together because I'm creating a Jen Carrasco site and the site is going to have little kind of like packages, I guess, in there, subscription basis that you can go on. But I really wanted to create this just within bodybuilding because I'm sure you understand when you bodybuild or even as a model or an athlete we are the unhealthiest individuals ever, Mm. right? And people don't seem to understand that. And a lot of people go on these fad diets of, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to look like this. I want to do that. But what it really comes down to is why do you feel like you need to look like that? Or what is the reasoning in your brain that you feel like that's going to make you happy? And so what I decided to do is create a program That teaches people in order to lose weight, you need your metabolism, right? Which is what we just talked about your stress levels, your cortisol, your insulin, right? Yes, you need to eat healthy, but you also have to have a healthy mindset that goes with it. And so I've created a six week program that's not eat this, not exercise. It first starts out with actually rebooting who you are as a person.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Because I mean, I, I'll come out and say this, like there's, there's a lot of people that go into bodybuilding and not everybody, but a lot of them like, yeah, are like trying to fill a void. You know what I mean? Like I'm happy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I was, when I did my show, I was 25, you know, I was still very young in the brain and trying to, you know, I'd been working out for a while and I got heavy into it and I'm six, four. So like, on stage, I was probably, I wasn't as dry as I wanted to be. I was probably seven, eight percent. I was 230 pounds on stage. Like, I was a big dude. But yeah, I totally, that's awesome because I just think in the process, kind of f- you up a little bit, right? Like, you're crying at food commercials and you know what I mean? Like, that's all part of the dieting part, but like, still. And I was in a relationship when I did my first show, and it was. That it was kind of the relationship and and the 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 phase of the relationship why I did the show too because I was really unhappy in in where I was at so That's, yeah I was I
2: like to competing
0: yeah I was I kind of looked for that thing like all right like I'm not getting what I need from you it's funny her name was Jen too um <laughs> I'm not getting what I need from you so I'm gonna go be a badass and get attention elsewhere right so that's cool. That's really cool that you're incorporating the mindset portion of that because that's – How do you reset your mindset then? What is, you said
1: starts first with resetting your mindset. What does that mean for you?
2: A lot of people don't think they're worthy. That's really where it comes down to. A lot of people okay. do not have the self-esteem. It goes in business as well. It goes in everything that they sure. do. It's even money mindset, the fact of, oh, I don't have enough, I don't have enough, instead of the fact of, oh, it's coming, oh, it's in my bank account, I have it. Sure. People can say, yeah, that's woo-woo shit, but I believe in it. And I notice that when I put my mind towards something and I know that I can create that, that that's going to happen, it's going to come and you're going to do it.
1: Well, I mean, since the dawn of time, the people who have achieved have believed first and then achieved second. So, I yeah. mean, it's... You know, it's things like the secret, it's things like it's all there and it's, yeah, it's mind over matter. It's all the axioms that we have kind of to look at and be like, oh, that's just a, a saying. But at the end of it, it's like the human race has achieved great things and it starts with some amount of belief. Um, b- belief with passion is, is crazy. You can do a ton of stuff with that.
2: So I may do a lot of work. So meaning like they have homework where they have to write things down of like when I have this perfect body, how am I going to feel with it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it makes them think about all these things, but it also puts them in their brain that they do have that.
0: Actionable items.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I make them actually write things on the mirror um, that they see every single day. You know, I have them put like own your own shit, you know, things like that. Level up.
1: It's all right. You (laughs) can say it. You can say it. It's fine.
2: Uh, But I even have them put, like, I'm a beautiful badass or if it's a man, whatever they want to put. And they look at that every day and you repeat Mm -hmm. that every day. And that's what we need. It's all this damn media shit and everything out there. Just so negative. Mm -hmm. And we're more um, divided
0: now than any guy, you know.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: awesome. So I want to ask you about 2020 because it's the year that we like to never talk about, but it's just behind <laughs> us.
2: Actually, it was a great year. Which
1: for a lot of people was great. A lot of people, like, we, we all had challenges in it. I guess for you, what was, like, the biggest challenge or failure that was from 2020, and what'd you learn from that?
2: So God Newsome. Um...
1: Did you call him God Newsome?
2: Uh, God Newsom, like yeah.
1: that's the governor for those in Michigan, Governor Gavin Newsom. But you guys, do you guys call him God Newsom?
2: No, it's me uh, sticking my middle finger up at him. Ah, okay,
1: thank you. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's fair.
2: <laughs> he uh, he shut down all my skin studios, so we couldn't work. So for me, um, that was a huge hit, but. It was actually a great thing because I was already working on my skincare site, but I didn't have the time to actually fully, fully launch it. Sure. And so when he shut down, I literally, I don't think I like bathed for three days. I literally sat on my computer and got my site up as fast as I could and then just started marketing the shit out of it. And not meaning like advertising, marketing, like putting stuff out there. Like I started literally like Facebooking every day, making groups, um, going in and doing YouTube videos, um, just reaching out to my clients, just working, working, working hard on all of it and sure. launching it to where um, it's a full-fledged, really good business online now. Nice. So I have to say that, with the COVID, it made me uh, create things that I didn't do yet.
1: Awesome! I think for a lot of people, it it really let people have take a step back and f- refine some of the passion of stuff, and you know. And I get people had cycles. A lot of people had like that mini depression, and then it's like they found themselves and pulled themselves out of a funk. But good for but you. I,
2: I did too. I mean, we we all did. We you all, know. Yeah. all did it it was hard you know even even in the electrical company you know we did really really good and we're even doing i mean our books are better this year than they were last year but we are now just hitting that repercussion of the covid sure i mean so right now is kind of hitting the electrical a little bit where Mm -hmm. it's stagnant so it hits in every every field Mm um so yeah that's our. We're going to get
0: through this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All of us are. So I'm curious, um, kind of going in a different direction here, but tell me, like, who inspired you along the way of this journey that Jen's been on of this leveling up? I heard you. Um, like, is there an individual that you have followed? Like, you know, I'm sure there's a couple, but like, I guess name a few if there is a few, but like, who's inspired you along the way?
2: So no, actually, Andy Frisella, um, when I got my pro card, they reached out to me and I became a firstborn legionnaire athlete. And that was when they were first starting out. So they flew me out there. And long story short, Emily Frisella and I became friends from an Instagram post. So she posted something on Instagram and I didn't agree with her. And we went back and forth a little bit and we became really good friends out of that. And he inspired me. I remember the day I was sitting in his house and I said, I think I'm going to give totally up on jealous right
1: studios.
2: <laughs> I said, I think I'm going to give up on my studios because I just can't do it anymore. It's really hard work. And he said, well, that's f- stupid. You're going to go work for somebody else next time. <laughs> and I just like, it just clicked. like, such okay, an Andy no, thing to I say. don't want to, right? And so I just always kind of followed Andy and just kept pushing and pushing. And um, when I met Kevin, my boyfriend, he said, hey, I want you to come to this Arte Syndicate thing. And he goes, we're going to fly out there. And I was ecstatic because I was like, oh, I get to go see Emily, right? So I called Emily and said I was flying out there. She's like, great, I'll pick you up. We'll go and eat. And so we went and ate. The next day I went to the Arte Syndicate thing and I thought to myself, Um, there's no girls really involved in this at that point. I think there was only like maybe two, if that, and Ed was, that was the first time I actually heard Ed Milet speak and Ryan Steumann and all of them, which is funny because now I'm working for him. Um, and I looked at Kevin, I'm like, I'm not going to join this cult. It's a flipping cult. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the weekend, I was like, I'm joining it. Like I belong here. Yeah. And I sent in and I, I got invited. And then um, my first event to go there, we went to Ed's house and I met Ed officially. And Ed said, I am the one who chose you, you know, to come here. He goes, I've been watching you and you're, you're doing great things. So if I were to say who my leaders were, it was first my son that inspired me to always push because I always wanted him to have a good role model. Plus I always wanted him to have a good life. Mm -hmm. And then those two other people pushed me to the next level.
0: I knew you were going to say them and I'm so jealous. Ed and Andy are, uh, they're two totally different leaders, right? And some people really like gravitate towards Andy. Some people really gravitate towards Ed. Some people gravitate towards both. But just my time in in Arte, I joined back and I got accepted back in June. And um, yeah, I've loved it. I I got, I like fanboyed so hard one night. I was, I've only been able to go on one call, like live, right? Because I watch a lot of the replays. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'm going to stay home from the gym tonight. Cause I work out at five o'clock at night and uh, stay home from the gym tonight and watch the RTA call. Well, I asked a question and Andy read it and I'm like, F- yeah, man, He's, he said my name. <laughs> We're very pumped that day. So that was like cool for me, but uh, that's cool that um, those two individuals, I
2: have, to, I have to tell you how cool Ed is. So we do monthly meetings here and I try to inspire the guy, the electrical guys here. So, Kevin and I will bring people to speak. So we've had like Rondi out here um, from the RTA and he spoke about, you know, credit, building credit, doing things like that. And so I reached out to Ed and I said, Hey, Ed, I want to get my guys, your, your book, each one of them, your book. And lo and behold, he sent all of the copies here for all of the guys to have. So it's just to say that, you know, they're great people.
0: And, I I feel like I've got a really like awesome skill at reading people, even through like even without talking to them, right? Um, I've always been able to do that, and when I talk to you, I can I can get even more of a read on you. That's just always been a skill of mine. But I've really connected with Ed. Like I I see a lot of myself in him, not so much on the business side, but just his authenticity. Like, yeah. he is very authentic, and he's very like the dude's got a big ass heart, and I can see that. Um, and that's, I mean, so do I. And he's very giving. And if I was in his, you know, in his uh position and, and at his level of success, I would be exactly like that. You know, he's just uh, yeah, it's been so cool. I, I'm gonna meet the dude one day somehow, but um, I really connect with Ed. I mean, I connect with both of them for different reasons, but. I've really enjoyed, you know, Ed's speaking ability is phenomenal. I mean, it's phenomenal. He's, he's unreal. So that's, It was uh, funny.
2: I didn't really know who he was and Kevin, my boyfriend was following him. And so I DM'd him about something or I it was on Instagram and I messaged, I think about a story and he actually personally messaged me back. And so we were talking back and forth and Kevin's like, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to Ed, my Lad. He's like, do you know who that is? And I'm like, <laughs>
1: i don't
0: know <laughs> yeah i i remember coming in here one night and i, I was telling jeff who ed my was and he's like looking up in his stats i'm like he's like one of the top not not that this matters but he's you know one of the top 50 50 richest under 50 remember and yeah. you were like yeah, i was like I, his, can't, so I can't verify i can't mistakes. verify that you know and he's all not in shit, forbes but it's fine no he's it's but, fine. It's not in forbes <laughs> yeah yeah. But you can um,
2: pay to get Forbes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they pay though i think if you're a walmart if you're a a yeah. Walmart family, they just you just get born into
0: it. It's the old fashioned way, so I got a couple more questions. Do you have anything to add? i can, go ahead ask okay. a question um, so what can you tell our listeners? who are stuck in a, like a scarcity mindset doing the 9 to 5 lacking self-confidence to go out and find their true calling because there's so many people I mean I was one of those people right I wasn't in a 9 to 5 but I think there's a lot of people who struggle with like how to like get through that barrier that you know is holding them back so like if you could give someone advice on getting through that And getting on the other side, what, I mean, what would you say? What would you say? What would you tell them?
2: Well, for myself, and this is extreme is, um, I have always wanted to make sure that I've always done anything and everything that I possibly can until the day I die. Because I don't want to eventually one day look back and think, well, I should have done this and this and this. And I didn't do it because I was scared. And Honestly, I think when you hit rock bottom with your business or whatever it is, you realize that you really don't have anything to lose. Mm -hmm. It's money. Mm -hmm. You can get it back. Mm -hmm. But you need to enjoy those things and don't ever be scared. I mean, I was scared when I got accepted to the syndicate. You know what I mean? When I first went there to meet everybody, I truly didn't think that I fit in.
0: Yeah. But
2: I just thought I got over it. And it's the fact of um, I just look at it the fact that I never wanted to disappoint my son and I want to make sure that I can do everything I possibly can in this life before I pass away
0: mm-hmm. That Amen. was
2: my that was my go.
0: Yeah. And like what's the worst that could happen, right? Like
2: yeah, absolutely. you know what I
0: mean? I mean and and there's so many things like one thing that resonates with me a lot that Ed said is like, it happens for you, not to you. So, like, if you experience adversity through, like, say, that jump to the, to the next side to like you pursuing this passion, I mean, obviously, none of us want to fail, but usually you learn something through that failure and you get to a, like a better spot or you level up. Um, I used to train
1: salespeople and I would always tell people that were scared they're not going to eat you. And if they do, like, oh, well, we we can figure out how to turn cannibals into clients anyway, but they're not going to eat you. And so I think that's the fear most people have is, and it's an an analogy for being rejected or not being a part of what what you're trying to do. But, you know, you get in front of people, no one is going to stab you or shoot you or Mm -hmm. eat you or end your life just because you're asking out of your comfort zone.
2: And I think that's why people are so scared to actually truly be themselves. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like- I am very open. I'm very boisterous. I don't know everything. And I will be the first one to say, I do not know that, but I know somebody who does know that. And um, we're not perfect by any means in any way. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to understand that nobody can be perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when I, through my workings with Mike, you know, he's talking about you know, people are so scared. Like one of his, you know, strategic or strategies that he teaches is like social media, you know, and how to use it effectively and like through video, right? Like you're familiar with that. So, um, a lot of people that we coach are afraid to get on camera and it's like, you know, these are business owners who go into people's homes and meet people. It's like, you're the same person in that person's home as you are in video. So, you know what I mean? So like, just break out of that, you know, and obviously there's more to it than that, but it's, there's just a lot of people who are afraid to get behind a phone and get on video and talk to people, but they'll go talk to someone in their home all day, you know, but so, yeah, definitely. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. So
1: it's 2021 what's next on the plate. What's going forward. What
0: can we expect from Jen Carrasco this year?
2: I am working on my new platform. So the Jen site, I am actually going to be launching a book, uh, should be out in August. So I am working on that. Um, we're working on the details. I think the name's going to be called own your own shit, but I'm not quite, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not sure.
0: I like that. Um,
2: yeah. And for the electrical field, we are actually looking at branching out to a different state. So we will be working on that this year. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm doing the Apex executive coaching, which I absolutely phenomenally love. How long I have you been doing that? love helping people. Brand new. I've only been doing it for maybe about two months now. Oh, cool. And I love it. Cool. Um, I just, it, it, what it is, is it, I love helping people. So for mm-hmm. me, it just, it feels that, it feels that void. I don't know if it's a void or what it is, but I love it. It's a it. passion.
0: It's a passion, yes. you know? Yeah. Yep. That's, that's why I'm with Mike. And that's why I was like, wow, I'm, I, this is why God put me on this earth. Like I need to help people. I need to. And, um, that's why, you know, I'm still kind of navigating through the coaching. Like I, I, you know, I've, I've shared with Mike, like I've got a couple other things that are on my heart that I want to do. Just, I'll, I'll dive into it real quick. I want to create like a space for men a safe place for men, um, because
2: that with the van,
0: it was no, it
1: was no man with, Al, no, it was no, no man with Al Bundy. He had the space on married with children. I'm
0: yeah, The I'm van tired. that was perfect, but no. So like a couple of weeks ago, it was weird. I, I, I laid down to, to go to bed and something spoke to me. And, uh, it was, um, in the form of like, I need to create a safe, safe space for men because as men were, were like, we're hard asses or at least, you know, we have to be perceived to be that. Right. So we have to hold up this like reputation of being strong and being powerful. And like, when I was talking to my mom about this, she's like, women have this outlet where they can get together with their girlfriends and they can go back and forth and like have that outlet and banter and, and complain or whatever it is that they're, you know, releasing. Right. So, Men don't really have that, you know? And A, they don't have that. B, not a lot of them even know how to, like, talk about shit like that, you know? Um, they're not vulnerable, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but, like, you talk to your, like, you, you get together drinking beers with your guys, and it's like, hey, man, I, I you know, I want to kind of talk to you about what's going on. They're going to be like, stop being a pussy. Like, man up, you know? So, You're
1: I- You're f- in the wrong circle if that's what's going on. <laughs>
0: I uh, I just feel like there's there's a podcast out there and I found this like after but it's called Order of Man and I forget the guy's name but he's got a pretty big following but yeah I, I want to create like kind of a space you know maybe maybe it, it's in the form of like life coaching a little bit um you know life like life coach I could you know we could I could up with fitness a little bit and business it might be a whole like plethora of things so I'm I'm getting into the coaching now business coaching but yeah, I'm still navigating to see what that looks like for me. Right. So, um, super fun, super exciting. So I think a
2: good, a good way to say it too. And I think, um, I'm going to put this on my site is that maybe just a lot of people just need an accountability coach too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not so much like a business or a mentor, or it's just somebody needs someone to count, have them accountable for shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and that that's part of like what we talk about, like in our you know, in our dealings with people. But there's there's like especially our space, you know, a lot of people I talk to, you know, are are doing between and like our small businesses, right? So not a lot of people in that industry and space really understand the value of having accountability right Mm -hmm. like they're still kind of like building that small business they're still like thinking that they can do it on their own so i've found just in my conversations i've been having over the last six months people just don't see value in that in the space that i'm at now people Mm -hmm. who are on a higher level of course you know they've they know what it's like and they know the value in having accountability but yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to really get across the, the value of, of having someone hold you accountable. And, you know, like there's people are like, oh, I'm going to pay you X amount to hold me accountable. What the hell? You know, but. So, you get what yeah. you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I fully agree with you on the accountability thing. So, all right. Well, that'll probably wrap up our episode. Jen, uh-huh. thank you so much. And if you guys want to. Say hi to Jen. Follow Jen. Jen, tell us what your podcast
1: is. Give a shout out because we know you have a podcast. What is is it called? That's on my list.
2: WTF is beauty anyway. So what the f*** is beauty anyway? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What the
0: fish is beauty anyway? Got it. What the fornication?
2: I guess I should stop stop cussing
1: so much. That's all right.
0: No, you can cuss. It it, it goes with your. It goes with everything you're doing.
1: I was told (laughs) I wasn't allowed to say the f word anymore on this show, so we switched. Uh, You. It
0: was that was your
1: idea. You said it was fornicate, fornicate, fornicate. Like that's it. It's okay.
0: It's okay. We're still saying. (laughs) And if we can't say, (laughs) we can bleep it out. So it's all good. yeah. And also too, it was on my list here, but you took care of that for me. Thank, Thank you, Jeffrey. You're welcome. Um, if you guys want to say hi to Jen, follow Jen. I G is Jen Carrasco with an underscore at the end of your name, correct?
2: Two underscores, yep.
0: Yep. And then uh two underscores. Okay, yeah, that line is kinda long, isn't it?
2: Yeah, somebody took my name.
0: <laughs> oh, that's there
1: is an artist in like Seattle that has your name. Same spelling yeah. too. I was like, I don't think this is the same person,
0: so Check out her podcast, WTF is Beauty Anyway, which she just said, and she's got a YouTube channel out there. So, Well, we look forward to your book. I love reading, so I, it'll be yeah. fun. So thank you, Jen, for your time. Please send us some warm weather from California because we have snow on the ground here in Michigan. I'm
2: not there. Huh? Wait, wait, what part of Michigan are you at?
0: The north, the top-ish. Up here. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can, we're the only state to do that. For all everyone listening, I was doing the whole Michigan map on the back of the hand deal. It's uh, corny, but it works. It's cold. Okay.
1: Thank you very much. Um, okay. I do have a question. As like a quasi-person that knows a lot of persons, do you know Joe Rogan? We forgot.
2: I don't know Joe Rogan. Oh, we were,
1: so oh. one of the things that we've done every episode is we've given a shout out to Joe. And if you follow him on Instagram or he follows you, give us a plug because in episode 100, Nick is going to fight Joe Rogan. And it's been on the agenda and the
0: more people that spread the good word, um, we're in a better spot. We're not sure how it's going to be, like what kind of fight. We've talked about a cage fight. We've talked about knives, a kiddie pool of KY jelly. We've talked about...
2: I like the kitty pull of KY Jelly. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'm yeah, so it'll be fine. Every episode that's kind of been a theme um we talk about, you know, we're on the 25th episode and up so we have X amount of episodes till I fight Joe Rogan. 75, baby. So and if you practice now 75
1: hard, 75 episodes, it's like it's oh man, oh man. Joe Biden's not even the president. The world's <laughs> coming to an end. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, Thanks, Jen. Jen. Um, okay. Let's let's stay in touch. Look forward to talking with you again. Nice to meet All you. Right. Very much so. Thank
2: you. Thank you guys for having
0: me. Yes. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Seacrest out. See right. ya